now we are recording for sure and this time i'm going to get it right welcome back to episode 29 of the cricket social podcast with me on popular demand is alok rege we have had to bring him back because of the fan mails that we have been receiving so rege welcome uh thank you guys thank you janak and kulte for having me i don't know how much truth there is to the fact that you've been getting fan mail for getting me back but i'm delighted to be here because this is i, I believe for everyone this should be the most favorite topic talking about test series uh india versus australia oh absolutely and i, I was just telling janak before I, in the previous recording when i was supposed to record but i didn't that we are not going to have a time restriction on today's episode we are just going to go as long as we can and then i'll figure out how to edit it but yeah coming back to the india australia test series so border gavaskar series is on our head and there has been a lot of talk going around as i said earlier like i I can't stop myself from watching old match videos on YouTube right now be it from the 90s be it from the 2000s or be it from couple years back so I think it's apt to start the episode with a quick run down the memory lane so I'm going to ask each of you to recollect some of the memorable moments from India Australia series especially down under okay guests honor yeah. so as i was saying in the <laughs> earlier earlier drive which we did not record uh the first memory that i have of um india australia test series down under is the 99 uh test series where uh, you had sachin captaining the indian team and we were really looking forward to the team doing well although we knew that the team that we went with was not that great however uh, you're always optimistic about yeah. india's chances there's always that fool's hope Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the earliest memories is me waking up at five, five thirty in the morning, um, and um, you know, trying to bring up the volume to a level which will not annoy either your dad or your mom, and then slowly, um, you know, but your dad uh, joining you to watch the games, and uh, you, 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 you keep watching until the time comes for you to go to school. so it was it was an unbelievable uh, experience over the years you know waking up early and and you have a sight beautiful sight of those lush green outfield uh, in the in, in oh, the oh yeah and the seagulls yeah it's just it's just unbelievable um, uh, having said that the the first memories were not that great because we, we it was a total whitewash uh, honestly <laughs> the, um, it you should you should have seen it coming because earlier to like prior to indian team going to um australia it was the pakistan team which toured australia and they were also white was 3-0 they came really close to winning the third game but you know gilchrist really took uh, oh, the pakistan bowlers to task was it the gilchrist langer partnership it was the gilchrist langer yeah. show and the fact that yeah. uh, i i believe gilchrist was dropped in between yeah. and had he got out probably pakistan would have won Yeah, yeah, the quite controversial decision that Justin yeah. Langer clearly nicked it, yeah. but he was not given right out, and they ended up like having a two hundred run partnership. Yeah, that was incredible. Um, uh, so so you should have seen it coming. Although, I, I as I said, you were always optimistic about India's <laughs> chances, whether they were realistic or not. Um, you would you would end up waking up for every Test match only to see uh, us suffering. Um, yeah. but then came. Uh, the next series, which happened in two thousand, two thousand three, two thousand four, when Ganguly captained, and um, that was some series, man. I mean, the first. I mean, he set the tone. He set the tone for the first game where he had an absolutely brilliant one forty one against against the pace attack, which did not have Magra or Vaughan, but it had it had everyone else. Still formidable, yeah. still formidable uh, and i think that set the tone for the series i mean had he not scored the runs that he scored uh, it was the same story all over again the, that one was the game which was kind of washed out right like a lot of rain yeah. delays yeah. not yeah. washed rain out and then zahir khan zahir khan got injured and he went back so we did not have zahir khan and thanks to that we had irfan pathan coming on to the stage and those brilliant to deliveries to to dismiss gilchrist and steve war i mean there are these different snippets i can go go on and go <laughs> on until 2020 2018 but there is one big change that i i i have in mind uh, and i want to shed light on is when virat kohli captained for the first time in australia that was in the 2014 2015 series i believe dhoni got injured and um i think he had back injuries i am not very sure what 
but he was he, uh, he got injured and he did not play the the first game virat kohli captain and it it kind of shows you a generational shift or shift in the mindset of how the how the captaincy of virat kohli could be in the later years right mm. uh, because you remember australia batted first they scored 500 odd runs and then we we scored around 400 or something and then they set us a target which was very adventurous and very true to how the australian australians play right they would always set up set set up a target which was very very adventurous as well as it would give you kind of a result and they set set that target to us and we actually took that bait and went went for the target went for the chase and we got we got chikhar dhawan they got him out cheaply and then then it was the murli vijay virat kohli show where they batted exceptionally against everyone right and then yeah. murli vijay gets out of nathan lyon uh, lbw i mean uh, i think it was a sharp turn or something and he miss, misses a flick and then he is trapped in the front and that changed everything no one else could no one else could score but virat kohli kept on going and then he hit yeah. the slogs we uh, very unlike virat kohli virat kohli does not go for all those adventurous shots but he did go for it and then he got out and we lost by what um i think barely 40 50 runs had yeah. we won that we would have draw, we would have drawn that test series because adelaide and brisbane we lost then melbourne and sydney we drew but dhoni came back to to captain for the next two tests and we saw the first signs of kl rahul and then uh, come sydney where we draw again and where we when we see kl rahul hitting a magnificent century amazing century like he clears everyone he he tonks all the ballers it was amazing so th- I believe 2014-15 was um, it was memorable in a very different sense uh, it, to the to the fact that you saw a complete shift in the way we were we were going to uh, see uh, the Indian team being captained by Virat. Yeah, that that was a major passing the baton movement, right? Going after that tempting target, it's not certain that you know it's if the target is within reach or if it's like clearly outside our reach so we are just going to play for time this was you just you could clearly see the intent was like no we are going for the win right. and i th- i think that that like you said like you know it's a mark of a generational shift in there yeah, yeah I, I think like since then we have never really looked back and i honestly don't remember any game in the past few years where we have played for time right. it has never been that we have either right. played for wickets or we have played for runs but we have played for win right. and i think in that term like yeah that that series does look a very monumental one in in high Right. I think it's also the belief, right, that you can get 350 odd runs in a, in a single day. Uh, that's because you know, with ODIs and T20s, kind of developing those skills for the players where you can go five, six runs per over in a test match as well. So yeah, definitely, I think that all kind of you know laid the foundation of how the next aggressive generation is going to look like for India under with Kohli. And you could you could also see how um, Kohli would back his bowlers versus how Dhoni would also the bowling change and all those things. You would see. I mean, that there was a glimpse in that series of of years to come uh, what what lied ahead with um, how Kohli would captain the Indian team. Just that he believes in pace attack so much that it's very heartening. It's very heartening to see that. And he he believes, he packs them to the hilt of, um, uh, to take wickets, 20 wickets. Um, he's very aggressive. Uh, uh, post 2014-15, why, why I'm saying it's, it's more momentous for me is because Post that, uh, whenever India has played, whether away or at home, I've always looked forward to Indian uh, Indian bowling more than Indian batting, which has which has had never happened with me. At least uh, as a fan, test test cricket fan, um, growing up, you always uh, you always uh, waited with bated breath, right, to watch all these batsmen going in full flow. But 2014-15, maybe it was my age, or I don't know. It just <laughs> marked a shift in the way even I would watch uh, Test cricket. Fair. It yeah. was more to do with, okay, what will Kohli do now? Who will he bring in? Okay, okay, is Yadav's turn or is it Ishan Sharma's turn? Um, Bumrah was not still there yet. Uh, he had every every uh, every other uh, bowler then. Um, uh, it was Shami, um, Yadav, Ishan Sharma. Then he, I think, also had Varun Aaron, um, and he would he would really back these bowlers. And uh, the way he would change his um, uh, had had uh, his uh, have his bowling changes 
uh, I would be really interested to see, okay, what, what next, what next more than the batting, because uh, you knew what to expect from the batters. Right. But bowling was something so new to us that, okay, man, I'm so excited watching India bowl. That was a first for me after 2014, yeah. that, that, that remained yeah. and that still remains. That, that was definitely a big aspect. Like, you know, like growing up, I remember watching games where when India was bowling, it was just a matter of, okay, when is the batting team going to declare so we can see our top four go in and bat? It was never like, oh, our bowlers are going to get those wickets. Now, like you said, you know, the shift is that we look forward to the point where, okay, my bowlers are going to get me all the 10 wickets in this inning. Right? You look forward to that. Talking about bowling, there's one moment which I think none of us can forget, right? The uh, the the spell that Ishan Sharma had to Ricky Ponting. Oh God, yes. <laughs> it, it needs a special mention. Uh, I remember I was I was in Pune at that time. Um, the whole group, my school group, were uh, we were attending a friend's uh, wedding, or I, I don't remember, but we were all in Pune at at a friend's place, and we wake up early morning, uh, and this was the last day. We did not know if we were going to get a win or not, and then comes Ishan Sharma, and he keeps bowling and. Ponting keeps missing, missing the bat, uh, going completely to the keeper's gloves, or missing the missing the bat and hitting the uh, hitting the pads, right? Yeah. Uh, jagging, jagging back in, and this was Ishan Sharma on full, full throttle. Uh, he was so he was so young, uh, extremely uh, animated, exaggerated uh, with all those big, uh, big hair. It was just a sight to watch. And then the commentary, right? The commentary really and uh, amped it up. And the way the way he took Ponting's wicket with Dravid catching wow. in the second slip, it was just a sight to watch. Amazing. Yeah. And there's uh, a history behind that, right? Uh, it was like Ponting was getting beaten so many times. Ishant was almost done with his spell. And then from mid-off, Seva comes in and asks him, and then it was that over where first ball he gets Ponting out. Finally, makes him to Nick one. Which yeah. has been trying for last five, six overs. Absolutely so, amazing. Yeah. And we keep we keep forgetting that uh, after even after pointing out out they they still had some batting to be to be yeah. done with and then Sehwag comes and he he gets he gets people out <laughs> yeah. I mean that is that is something really really amazing I think that that's been one thing that I have noticed the frontline bowlers have been there to pick wickets for India in Australia but every other game you will see a part-time spinner come and pick at least two or three wickets consistently in a game and that was something that like looking back on the scorecards now seems very surprising that you know our frontline bowlers weren't able to get those wickets but it was always like you know your bowlers would come, your part-time bowlers would come in and chip in with those and not 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 cheap wickets like oh i think seva got hayden bowled around his thumbs and uh gilchrist Gilkris. sweeping and i think Sachin searching uh um, at the square leg, uh, catching the ball. Um, uh, then you go go to the the great Adelaide te test match, and I think I think I think you guys have uh, you guys you guys have more stories yeah. to tell. But but uh, but that where Sachin go goes on to bowl these leg spinners, exactly two brilliant deliveries, right? Outstanding, and of which Rahul Dravid um, takes a complete reach of a catch. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely amazing. And I, I think that 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 used to be the trademark that you know our like we never had a lineup where the batsmen can't roll their arms right like the Sevaks, the Tendulkars, even the Yuraj and the Rainas they were always there to help chip in with the wickets and that was something really great. But uh, since the past five six years, since we have had this battery of pace bowlers, we never really had to rely on you know the backup options because these guys are enough to pick up those wickets. Yeah, and I think now we are talking about pace bowlers. I think my memory or one of the most memorable one which has been always underrated is that Adelaide test in 2003-2004 where Ajit Agarka picks up six. I think for a lot of the reason that test is always remembered for Rahul Dravid getting that double hundred and Lakshman getting that big century. But that second inning spell from Agarkar, which kept us in the game. Otherwise, chasing even 250 against Australia is a very, very big task. Yeah. And the way, way he got those wickets I think and that actually set the tone, especially like an Indian bowler who's bowling like 130-ish, maybe 140 sometimes and getting Ponting, Langer, Katic, you know, those three key ones and knocking off the tail as well. I think that was really something that I liked more, that it was an Indian bowler, right, Kalok? Like you said, you have been looking forward to Indian bowling, which doesn't come up always. But this was, I'm sure, one of those spells, right, you know, we all need to remember and probably give credit to that series. 
and also one notable thing here is that australia started their innings on the fourth second innings on fourth day right before lunch and for an indian indian bowling attack to you know get rid of them that quickly was honestly never i i don't remember until that point that has ever happened right and yeah. then agarkar comes in and picks up six wickets on trot it's it's just ridiculous and then of course dravid stands tall because i remember even after agarkar did his bit in the fourth inning i was still nervous waking up in the morning and turning the like you know turning the tv on because this was a phase when you never knew that if there is a middle order collapse there is no one to save you and there was always like as india was chipping in closer and closer to the target i remember this was a time when i was just about starting to prepare for my 10th standard and i would wake up at 5 in the morning under the pretense of studying and like, i would have my tv on which which of course was on mute at that point because my mom can't know that i'm just looking at the tv so i would have that but honestly every delivery i would be like holding my breath it's like okay don't get out don't get out don't get out and unfortunately like you know at one end you keep lose kept losing wickets but then luckily there was rahul at the other end batting and then the final you know the winning shot that he hit it was just a big sigh of relief yeah, because cut and then he removes his cap and he removes his cap yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> no, but he was on a differently i think totally different level because i haven't seen dravid hook someone when he's on 99 oh <laughs> yes hook someone like no way i mean you have a fine leg deep deep fine leg deep square leg and he still hooks still in the yeah he still hooks and, and he goes no right in right in between the two of them right he, it's not incredible like, yeah incredible dravid hitting a hook shot when he's on 99 for a 6 was on the <laughs> never right and never after he took he was in a completely different zone yeah, he took a page out of sevak's book at that point yeah. Yeah, that's what you would expect sevak to do I think like Janak said right like the test is always remembered for like Dravid's heroic and I think that is the one moment that you know kind of stuck with me as well but I think honestly for me you know uh, still even though we had those memorable wins in between the series in 2018-19 was honestly as a fan it felt like you know uh the satisfaction like you know okay now we have come to age and we have shown that we can play everywhere and anywhere right so <clears throat> especially the first game in adled again like pujara setting up the tone it was it was just the way he batted on that first day it just set the tone for the whole series and it also showed that you know how reassured we were in our own abilities to pick wickets and after pujara's inning like to see your pace bowler steaming in and do something like that honestly it was the most satisfying moment of being an indian cricket fan because it was like okay now we have a lineup which can compete with the top in the world because we know that batting was always a strong, strong suit you know the top 5 toxics will win us the game but never really felt assured that bowling can win us the game per se i think yeah haters are going to say that we did, they didn't have smith and warner at that point of time but again uh, i think it was still a formidable batting lineup so australia was just coming out of that slump right smith warner being yeah. uh, kind of suspended so Yeah, but, but I, I think I don't think you can get right. it from from. That's why. That's why I feel like that 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 game is so important to me personally is because I don't care about the end result that we won the game. You know what what was significant to me was that uh, we had a bowling lineup which could compete with Australia in Australia. Had it been Smith and Warner in the team, we would have lost the game. That would have still been fine. but just to see the bowlers bowl their heart out in australia was something that i had never seen and that was the first time i saw it and honestly like my mind was blown like i know like sometimes our bowlers dom- used to dominate in home conditions but to do that in australia was just like something i'd been waiting for and that's when it happened and then uh, i think uh, the most important thing that that we need to look at is how diverse the bowling was like uh, no two people no two bowlers were same uh, if you compare shami and um, ishan sharma totally different bowling shami is like he is more skidier than right. than uh, than either either um, ishan sharma or bumra ishan sharma right. is hit the dead bowler and getting the 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 c movement of the of the like getting the purchase of the pitch and then right. bumra had his own style where he would he would mix deliveries he would have a leg cutter he would have an off cutter but he would also have these swinging deliveries so totally different bowling attack very diverse and that is what you want and that is what i 
what I feel we we might may lack this time around uh, yeah. with Isha with with us not having Ishan Sharma. I it's a big big uh, space to fill. Uh, yeah. So so I I I th- that is one thing that I I feel that uh, we do not understand the importance of Ishan Sharma in the bowling lineup. Honestly, I I feel like you know he is probably you know the way we used to have Dravid always in the shadow of Sachin. I feel like Sharma has been struggling in that. I mean, sure there were a couple of years where he was still trying to figure out his line and length, but in the past few years he has found his rhythm and he is bowling absolutely brilliantly, and he's the workhorse of the team. Honestly, exactly. That's the and- word. I, I I'm honestly worried about that. Like you know, there is a lot of conversation going around Rohit Sharma being able to join the team, or Kohli leaving the team. But no one is mentioning that there is no Ishan Sharma this time around. Honestly, for me, that's a big concern because a fast bowler giving you a long spell is very different from you know a part-time spinner coming and bowling, right? I mean, I appreciate that someone can fill that gap, but it's not the same as Ishan Sharma bowling, you know, like five six overs on a trot. It's just not the same. and that that's like you said i think that's going to be a weak point in our armor probably this time around yeah they were spot on in 2018 um ishan sharma with his short pitch deliveries like he the way he got um shawn marsh out right with that short short pitch he the way he got travis head out those were like pitch perfect deliveries uh, you 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 had commented us talking about okay why are they not bowling short stuff what why but you also need to understand that you need to set the batsman right test series mm-hmm. test, test match cricket is a little different you yeah. need to be patient and you need to use the it's all about the build up yeah uh, i believe we were completely bang on uh, our bowlers were completely on the on the job on the money in 2018 i it was really heartening to see bowlers winning in the game and Uh, until that time even though we lost in england and south africa we had consistently been taking 20 wickets which had never happened absolutely okay? yeah. south africa we we lost 2-1 england we lost 4-1 but in all the test matches that we played since since sena started south africa right yep we managed our bowlers managed to pick all 20 wickets in all the test matches that was very very heartening to see and yeah. the only thing remaining was for us to put enough runs on the board so that our bowlers get the chance to pick wickets and then we win and that's what exactly happened uh, but but it gave me a jit, jit the jitters when when we when we had that start when we were again 3 for something very cheap and like <laughs> okay here we go again earlier it was waking up at 5:30 now it's um, winding down and Staying starting at 6 yeah. yeah at at starting at 6 pm in the evening in the united states and what you see is nothing but uh, india three down for absolutely nothing and mm-hmm. okay this is same old story it doesn't matter where warner if warner and smith are playing or not playing we are still going to lose and but lo and behold um our bowlers had a different story to tell i mean that, that's why i feel like you know it 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 just isn't that you know the that we won the game but it's the way we won it or like you know the things we saw happening in that particular game i think that that's why it sticks in my memory as one of the most significant moment in india australia series all right so now coming to the current series i quickly wanted to rack your guys brain on the whole pink ball preparation test i don't know if you guys have been able to follow it all three days but uh, whatever you might have followed i, I want to know your opinions honestly on that uh, i watched the the three day game i mean i uh, managed to watch um, until i fell asleep um, because it 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 started because it's a pink ball test in the united states it started around 10 then 30 pm right and because it was a weekend i was able to watch uh, at least on friday and saturday i was able to watch late stay up late and watch uh, a lot more than i could and and the the thing is that uh, it becomes interesting when when we start playing under the lights yeah uh, so so uh, unfortunately i couldn't watch that because it was really late. but but from whatever i from whatever i watched um, and from whatever i read it goes to show that first of all we do not have enough experience in in ping ball the second thing is um it's good that we scored runs but then you also saw that australia a also ended up scoring runs in the second innings from what i've read it it says that the ping ball is only good until the first 15 20 overs for the bowlers after that um it gets softened and then it's very easy to score and only under the lights we we, we uh, is when we see again the ball doing the talking 
but by that time it may be really late because batsmen already have the eye in and they, right. they may be on song they may be on top so i'm not very sure i don't think even the indian team is sure of what what they are expecting because i don't i don't think they have enough match preparation for the pink ball test um and going into the match first match which is a pink ball test match i i'm not very sure although it's a favorite hunting ground for the indians or adelaide but i'm not very sure what to expect uh, i mean this preparation i don't know how 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 much the bowlers have been able to bowl in the nets with the pink ball but one three day game is not going to be sufficient to understand <laughs> how to uh, how to you know play how would i would have rather uh, i would have rather indian team played two pink ball uh, three day games and then have a a red ball uh, three day game later on but i don't know things are this way uh, nowadays yep. where you do not have enough time it's a packed schedule uh, unlike in 99 and 2003 when you used to have three uh three three day games which was so important and this was prior yeah. to playing your first game just to right. acclimatize with the with the conditions in australia and how how what line and length you need to bowl um nowadays it's just um, i don't know i don't know and, uh, half half of the people also did not play in this uh, i don't know why uh, what was the reason why did why didn't kohli play possibly he may have felt that he should give the other other players chance so that they could gauge which batsman needs to be picked for the for the test series so that that might be the reason why he did not play pujara did not play uh, and and i believe uh, virat kohli and pujara pujara especially will do his job no matter what <laughs> virat kohli is only there for one test match so i don't i don't think uh, i i thought it was the right ploy not for not from him not playing mm-hmm. but uh, i really believe rahane should be playing and so should mayank agarwal and uh, prithvi shaw and shubman gill so mm-hmm. they they needed match practice and i believe that is right. i i just felt if they if they go on with yadav ahead of siraj and saini i think they lost an opportunity of giving yadav match practice because uh, if they go ahead with yadav they would rule the fact that yadav did not bowl with the pink ball mm-hmm. i mean it all dep- also makes you you know bowl a lot it just mm-hmm. makes you prepared for the match coming yep. ahead Yep. So I just think uh, if they are thinking of going with Yadav, they should have played Yadav. I, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I'm on the same page with you. I'm a little lost on the whole reason of having this three-day game, right? Because if there is a chance that you are going to play, say, a KL Rahul or even a Yadav, there should have been some or the other way of figuring out how they get some game time, because you had two wicket keepers in there. Avridiman Saha and Apant. They have played. I mean, sure. They are, I mean, this was only one pink ball test, but they have played a practice game before this. I was honestly unsure of what's happening there. Like, first of all, the quality of the bowling lineup, uh, the opponent bowling lineup, is not enough for us to make an assessment that okay, based on this game, we are either gonna pick Saha or Apant. So playing both of them in the game was a little confusing to me. And honestly, at this point, it, it should be very clear that who is gonna be your test. keeper you can't be you know a, a week away from your first opening test and you are still trying to figure out who your keeper is going to be like reg said it, it's not enough time to assess if the person is ready for a test match like you know a pink ball test match particularly you go with what you have in the past and at that point i felt like yadav should definitely have played because given the uncertainty that ishan sharma is not available like you need a workhorse and i feel like after ishan sharma it has to be umesh yadav especially considering the experience and we have seen in the white ball in the white ball series both of them that young bowlers are kind of finding it uh, a little bit challenging to get their line and lengths right away especially the line and lengths that you need down under and that's where yadav's experience would have mattered a lot yeah i think my view is like first you need to question about the whole uh, itinerary right why straight away pink ball test you could have start, you could have pushed adelaide test to uh, you know third test or maybe second test first as you could have gone with the traditional red ball test everybody would have been familiar by then right what to expect from australian pitches mm-hmm. how 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 overall everything is playing around right so that's something good question but now that's something that's not going to happen if we talk about just the practice games see australia has always had a tactic while scheduling these practice games and also the team that they want to field in the practice game so if you look at the two teams they had tim payne in there neither steve smith was there nor minus labusha and none mm-hmm. of their Uh, you know, key players. 
right. team pain team pain was in there to get an understanding of what indians are doing which batsman is struggling which bowler is bowling which way right so that that's one of the key things and then as far as you know indian team selection goes i think it makes sense to play both pant and saha in the same game because nobody is a short starter and the reason is if you want to assess both of them against the same condition then against the same bowlers then it's better to make them play in the same man and you saw it right pant scored a century saha did not right both ping ball uh, ping ball games so that gives you a baseline it's unfortunate that india doesn't have a solid keeper Uh, selection already in place at the moment, and even by scoring a century, I don't think you know Pant is really going to be formidable because his keeping skills are still in in uh, in a big question here. Yeah, so that's the reason I I, I would actually like to counter you by saying that what what they are looking for in a keeper are they looking for their batting skills or uh, keeping skills? So so my point is my point is if you know already and I, I believe they have an understanding. or they clearly have an idea of of whom they are going to go with this time uh, because they know what pant did last time if they know that they should have divided that um, game time between these two i don't think playing them together in when uh, in in the same game because they could assess them in the similar conditions was i don't think it was going to yeah. matter that much i i feel for me it's it's too late like if a week before the start of first test You are still in that phase where you're trying to select who your player, who wicketkeeper is going to be. I think honestly that's too late. But I think I think Australia is employing the same strategy. They don't know who their openers are. But right? I mean, so, Australia is in unfortunate situation so, where their players are injured now. Like they don't no, have option, right? No, I mean, David Warner is injured. They still don't have a partner for David Warner, and right, and be, just before the test, they still don't know. Joe Burns has failed in all four innings of mm-hmm. the two practice games. Will Pukowski, he's out for concussion. They brought in Marcus Harris. So now, okay, injuries, scares, nobody can control those. But now Australia has to find completely two new opening pair, basically. So I think they are in the same position as us. And this being like an uh, you know extraordinary year, right? It's not nobody has had their practice game. For we are touring for the first time. You cannot judge by IPL performance or well, sometimes you could. but it all depends right what the captain and the coach want so i think the thing with saha is that he's experienced and they keep bringing him back because they trust his keeping skills a lot and in a test match you drop a smith he's going to end up making a 200 and make you pay for and it's not that pant even if his keeping skills are average he's not going to give you the you don't have confidence in him that he'll save your match for you or he'll you know turn a match for you especially with the ipl form that we have seen So my thought is they might even spring up a surprise and you know just get in KL Rahul and make him bat at six or seven and see that th- that's the problem that that's what I'm struggling with is like if you want to keep Rahul ready for a red ball like why not give him a game there why put Pant and Saha in the same squad when you can f- replace one and give another player as a backup option some game time maybe they are still looking to select one of Pant or Saha. and rahul is just something you know they are keeping as a backup or maybe he might play as a full time opener because shaw hasn't done enough rohit sharma you don't know how he's going to perform right and then between mayank agarwal and gill they still need to have that third player uh, you know really going on so they, if they really if they really play kl rahul i believe that would be a big opportunity loss if they if kl rahul did not play in the test uh, in the three day game because you need to have match practice boss i mean it is not it is not look you cannot expect kl rahul now if he comes into the team to expect him to you know start scoring runs just uh, because absolutely. he's been in good test series are completely different ball yeah. game altogether so and if you knew if you knew or if you know i mean this is again this is all speculative we do not right. know what they are thinking <laughs> we are we are only we are only um, i don't know this is only our conjecture that um they want this or that or they are trying to assess this or that i just felt that uh, putting pant and saha together in one one match is useless it, it was uh, an opportunity uh, loss yeah someone yeah. someone could have someone you could have tested someone else you could have tested or you could have given uh, someone else a chance to bowl more or bat more uh, instead of playing pant and saha that i don't think that was or i think we do not know maybe they they were thought that okay i think they need more match readiness 
and that's why they need to play and we still do not know whom to pick so we'll keep our cards open and they have already de- already decided that okay we this is our bowling lineup uh, only the first test uh, lineup will tell us what maybe yeah. we should come back together and then say okay <laughs> this would be all hindsight bias for us but still fair yeah uh, but i think the same thing is for like you know why play shaw and gill together are you not decided on your uh, on on your opening pick you're not you're not because they both they both failed right in the first in the first game they both failed yeah and i think that's the same argument for your keeper as well but saha did not fail saha scored a 50 in the first first three day game and see pant scored a 100 in a in a day but in the second score. game what i'm saying is we do not know right in the second game we are we are talking about selecting a team for the second three day game so you already knew that okay saha played well so now let give let's give pant a chance saha has already proved so let let him let him just sit out and let pant because most of the time actually it was pant who was keeping saha kept a, kept very little i mean exactly. first innings he did not even get a chance he he, he actually took a blinder uh, oh yeah yeah that is bowling right what a catch i mean no one is talking about that catch that was absolutely phenomenal catch had it been actual game it would have been complete uh, bonkers that catch So let me take a step back and present you with this question. Like this is something that I've been thinking a lot about. Given the setup right now, and you know the the gap in the keeping skill, who do you pick? Irrespective of the uh, preparation games, right? Okay, like, I pick Saha. I pick Saha in 2018. I pick Saha, but I was not the selector. So <laughs> selectors pick Pant, and I always had the same argument that for a test match, you should always look for keeping skills. Keeper exactly. is there to keep, not to bat. Obviously, he will bat. but obviously the bowlers will bat as well but you don't pick uh, bowlers based on their batting skills right you pick bowlers to take wickets so you pick a keeper to keep wicket and that is the most important thing in test match because it's a long day you need to have that experience to be alert and i've seen i've seen pant not just in australia but also in england uh where he misstepping like he would yep. not move and therefore he had to dive if you just lo- look and read about keepers every every top pundit will say that saha is the best keeper that we have absolutely and right and for test match i should i would always back the keeper in the truest sense like keeper exactly. specialist keeper exactly. specialist keeper right jana what are your thoughts i think so i mean yeah for a test i i gave you that example right if pont drops smith and he scores a double century the game is gone at that very moment so keeping skills are really important but in this generation a keeper is expected to bat you know gilchrist has set the stone uh, we talked at the start of the podcast how we won that match against pakistan right mm-hmm. and it's about time like dhoni has been doing it for in in odis and also to some extent in test it's about time we need that genuine keeper batsman and having said that i'm not really biased at the moment i still feel Saha is a very good keeper, but he's not that great of a batsman. Pant, maybe on his day, he's played those you know couple of good knocks against England and also in Australia. So you can take a chance, but then again, you are taking a chance with his keeping as well. But in the end, if I had to go with one, I'll go with an experienced keeper, Saha, and then just hope that you know the top five batsmen are doing most of the scoring, and we don't really have to rely on uh, Saha to score a big one. so uh, maybe again again and uh, again this is all uh, as you say you call us armchair experts right so we are sitting in our <laughs> in our chairs and talking about this maybe they have given us this a thought right what they would have thought is hey you have bowlers who cannot really put uh, bat to ball right absolutely uh, they come up croppers well bumrah uh, bumrah is going to prove you wrong bumrah bumrah i mean he he is the only one who is showed who showed real growth real group absolutely but in 20 i'm i'm again this is all 2018 at at least their their thought process and then i can i can see that why they would go with pant because they said okay you know uh, maybe pant is a little shaky on his keeping but it is australia true bounds he may not get really odd behavior from the ball uh, so we can take a chance and go with pant because he might give you more runs probability of him scoring more than saha is high and you know that your bowlers will not give you those extra cushion the, the, we do not we have a really long tail right so maybe we should go with pant because we will have some extra cushion with the bat 
uh, it's the, the story is still the same. They may well, uh, well go ahead with Pant. It's just that this is not the way to go with. Uh, maybe maybe we need to now then think about also uh, as Ajanak said in this day and age, bowlers should also be knowing how to bat. They should not be. Uh, like Shami just throwing back at the ball and not hitting, I mean that was and and being really re- reckless, yeah. um, and uh, indisciplined, uh, which 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 has caused the team a lot. I mean, had they had these guys waited and you know shown some kind of uh, discipline, they would have uh, ended up giving us some wins, which we lost by very small, like oh. uh, how we lost uh, in England um, by like what 30, 40 runs, mm-hmm. uh, the first test match, right? We could have won had these ballers, you know, shown some discipline and waited with the batsman that was playing uh, with them. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 quote Harsha Bhogle on that, we have one batsman who just slogs one batsman who just dead ends and the other one just shows up. <laughs> and so the other one showed up and scored a 50. Well, I mean, this know. time around he did. I felt like, you know, that's where we we might end up missing Bhuvneshwar Kumar. Is that that guy was pretty good with the bat. But I think Bhuvneshwar in Australia is, is probably not a right pick because it doesn't swing that much and he doesn't have that pace. So Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I'm just giving an example, right? Like, like the way you have Ashwin and Bhuvneshwar who can bat and bowl a yeah. little bit, right? So I think we don't have that luxury right now. But again, coming to the whole uh, role of a specialist keeper in a test match, especially when you're facing someone of the caliber of Smith and Labushain, I feel like you need to pick someone to do their specialist job at that point. If they give you a run, it's good. If they can't, it's fine. You have six specialist batsmen in the squad to do their job. So, I, I mean, I feel like it has to be a no-brainer at this point that, you know, you have to go with someone who is better at their job. Yeah, the jury is still out. I mean, you will, you will see now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Saha, if, Saha, uh, if Saha actually is uh, given a go-ahead ahead of ahead of Pant, um, and if he drops, then everyone will again come back saying, okay, what, what did he do? So, we need to wait. We need to wait until... <laughs> <laughs> but I think just going by, you know, how like, uh, you know, the current team management thinks they try to give youngsters a more bigger run and somehow Punch is everybody's favorite, uh, which I'm always a bit surprised, uh, right? But I won't be surprised if he starts, but you never know. <laughs> Maybe uh, we are saying a, a lot about all the other people. I think the one person that needs to put his hand up this time around is Rahani. I feel for the past, like the Sena, I'm again talking about the Sena tours, right? South Africa, England, New Zealand and Australian tour that that, that we did in 2018. This guy did not show up. Even if he did, he showed up (laughs) once or twice. Actually, yeah, that's the thing. Like he has shown up throughout each of those series for one or two innings. And those have been somewhere, you know, he just saves the match somehow. Or he just enough to keep him keep his place exactly exactly which is not which is not not, uh, true to his uh, capability as a batsman oh absolutely he needs to do he needs to do much more than just 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 playing this one odd one odd innings Uh, and I I believe really this time around with Virat Kohli not being there and us not being the same team although the core is the same but I just feel. Again, a totally different scenario. We're coming out of this COVID situation, not enough match practice, Australian conditions, different pressure. I just feel that this time around, the same batsman uh, will not or may not show the same kind of consistency as we showed yep. in 2018. Yep. So, And Virat Kohli again going uh, after first test uh, puts a lot more impetus on Rahane doing well. If we have... If we if we want to see some respectable scoreline at the end of the test series, I mean, no matter what, right? Like you know, even though we say that you know it's just one player who is leaving the squad, the core still stays the same. But it kind of impacts the balance and the overall dynamics of the squad. I think Rahane and Hanuma Viari, they both have like a career, uh, you know, break or uh, make kind of move. Uh, Rahane as a captain, uh, right? I mean, obviously he's going to give up captaincy once Kohli comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think as a batsman. Pujara is going to score runs. Uh, Rahane needs to score those daddy hundreds. Yeah, just those 40-50s are not going to be enough this time. Yeah. And I think like Rege said earlier, right, that he has just been doing enough to like maintain his spot. But looking at his caliber, you know, it doesn't add up. Like he should be contributing more than that. But enough about the wicketkeeper debate. I think uh, the one last question I had before we uh, wrap up today's uh, episode was the top order for both the teams. What are you guys making out of it? 
I would like to hear from you first this time around. Oh, okay, sure. So I think the Indian top order is much more fragile, honestly, as compared to the Australian one. Part of the reason is that you know even if uh, they still end up picking uh, inexperienced uh, top order, they still have the advantage of playing in their home conditions. Sure, Shaw and Gill have played uh, in Australian conditions before, but the temperament that they need for a test game, I I haven't seen that in the practice games yet. They have scored runs at a very quick rate, but again, that is at a questionable against a questionable bowling attack. When you come against an international test quality lineup, it's going to be a different story. And if the mindset still stays the same, it's going to be a very big risk for the Indian top order. My pick would be Shubman Gill. Uh, he looks more, I mean, from what I have seen again, and I agree to your point that they were not batting against a really quality uh, bowling lineup, except for Cameron Green. I mean, who should be playing? I don't know. They are making some adjustments, the Australian team, to to somehow get him in the uh, yeah. uh, starting eleven. But uh, from whatever I have seen, I believe Shubman Gill should get a nod ahead of uh, Prithvi Shaw uh, just because uh, he looks more compact than Prithvi Shaw. Uh, Prithvi Shaw can, I mean, he's he's trying to be a Sehwag. Um, <laughs> I mean, and, and he may he may end up scoring a lot a lot of runs. Just but just looking at looking at what we have right now. I think Mayank Agarwal and Shubman Gill should be the right choice. Again, unless uh, these guys come up with a surprise and put KL Rahul ahead of anyone else and then make <laughs> way for Shubman Gill to play in the middle order. I am pretty sure Jarak is going to say one of those things. Yeah, I would really like to see that, but I would like to, you know, with all the keeping debates that we have, I would just say just go with KL Rahul, make him keep. If he is fit enough to keep in test, he has been only doing in T20s and one day. So that's a separate thing and only those guys know what's going on. But I would say start with Gil and Agarwal and uh, drop Pant, drop Saha, uh, right? Because you, it's the, none of them are complete package. Just Rahul is a class batsman. You, you just cannot, uh, you know, deny his class and just hope that he'll come good as a keeper as well. But and that is whole whole way there's, there's a stability right down the order till Ashwin. You know each batsman can score a century. But I, I think my concern with you know doing that to Rahul is like no doubting his talent. But you have to consider that that guy is trying to find his spot back in the Test squad, and you're putting him like putting way too much pressure on his shoulder of you know being the savior for the top order in the absence of Virat Kohli I, I feel like like we are just setting him up against some unreal standards the way Australia did with Aaron Finch like Aaron Finch one day batsman brilliant amazing he's nowhere close to being a test opener they tried that's, that. that's, I think that's what you can say about Sehwag as well or David Warner right they, everybody gave a shot and they bought kind no. of Okay, but the thing is, but the thing with Sevag is that you know he was underutilized at the bottom. He was never really thrown out of the team because lack of performance, right? Here it's a matter where Rahul in one format is your go-to batsman. In the other format, you have thrown him out of the team and expect him him to make a comeback. So the pressure of making a comeback, especially in such kind of spotlight, I feel like it it could be unwanted. Yeah, that's a fair point. But I would still argue, like in in a general sense, that you know when. When you don't have your key player, then it's time for the fringe players to step up, and it's the opportunity for them to. And like I said earlier, Rahane, Hanuma, Vihari, they have a very, very big role to. And you throw in KL Rahul with him being already in Australia for about three, four weeks, playing ODIs and T20s. He now has to adjust to the red ball format, but so does everybody else have to do. And like we said, we I think we all agree, Rahul is a class player. If not in this series, then definitely in coming series, he's going to be part of the playing eleven very soon. Uh, so I, one point here: like Kelda was a batsman. Yeah, sure, let him play, not as a keeper. That's may, yeah, making a sure. mockery of the for sure, for uh, of, sure. The, of the yeah. <laughs> skills that is needed to keep at, that needed to. At that point, if you end up doing that, you are literally saying that we don't care who the keeper is. Just give someone gloves and make them stop the ball. We don't really have faith in our keepers. All right, okay. I think that's all the topics that I have I had on my list, and I pretty much have covered all of them. So, Rige, before we end the episode, what are your predictions for the series? Knowing what we know today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I want to be really optimistic here, but just looking at the scheme of things, uh, our bowling lineup, um, uh, how depleted that is just because Ishan Sharma is not playing and also the uncertainty around the batting lineup. It's going to be a rough road ahead. Um, I I just hope that the scoreline doesn't show 4-0. 
uh, I'll be happy. I'll be happy if it's a one all, or um, uh, there are going to be. Uh, I'm hundred percent sure unless it rains, um, there are going to be result oriented games. All four of them, uh, because both the teams are uh, attacking in nature. I, I don't think any of the teams is going to uh, pull back punches. Um, so knowing knowing that knowing this, I believe it's going to be two nil. Maybe three nil. All right, Jana, thoughts quick. Now, I think Adelaide Test will set the tone. Whoever wins that will definitely have upper hand throughout the series. But I still think two one or two 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 one in Australia favor or two two. I'm I'm still I'm still pretty positive that the young guns will fire. So two, I'm, two. I'm saying, pretty yeah, cool prediction two two. Yeah, I'm not saying India will win it outright, but I think there's still enough meat in our uh, in our team to to make it two two. All right. How about you? How sure. about you, Kolte? I am counting yeah. on a one one draw this time around. Because hmm. unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, uh, especially looking at how fragile, like you know, how injury prone both the teams have been of lately, uh, I have a feeling that. you know we are going to see a few duds in especially when it comes to the bowling attacks for both the squads like yeah. it, it, it it's a long tour it already has been you know most of the players have played white ball games and you have four more tests going out and you know this is the first test series in a while for both the teams i think it's going to come down to the physical exhaustion and that's where we might see some drop in intensity but i i i would be surprised if we had result for all the four games Yeah, maybe we should maybe we should regroup after two test matches <laughs> and see where we are <laughs> let's do a course correction i i am all up for it i love that idea <laughs> all right guys i have your predictions locked in i'm going to regroup in two weeks and we're going to do a quick course correct at that point all right yeah, i i hope i hope the indian dream proves me, me wrong okay i i hope it is still 2 nil and 3 nil in india's favor i'm not rooting <laughs> i'm not rooting for australia here i'm still rooting for india i just given the scenario we are in i believe it is going to be that score line but i hope they prove me wrong so you are just being a realistic optimist ah, that's yeah. it not <laughs> not being an optimist i'm just being a realist right now <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for uh, joining us reke that was lovely talking to you and i'm pretty sure we're going to catch up pretty soon bye right? so yeah, all right guys. thank you guys bye bye bye